What is up Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school and community that is uniting and activating lightworkers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the Academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Podcast. And if this might be your first time coming across the show, I want to welcome you. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy and your host of the show. Every so often, I will be in a conversation, a first meeting with someone, and I very shortly into the conversation get the sense that we've known each other for years. That was the type of interaction and feeling I got the first time I spoke to Paul. We were in our own personal conversation, just connecting. And and what was coming up in our conversation was just so interesting that I felt called to pose the question mid-conversation. What do you say we just jump into a podcast episode and keep the conversation going? Which led to this episode of Awaken. A little bit different than most. This one's not so much about teaching you some way of being. What unfolded was something a little bit different than most. This one was... What unfolded was an episode that's a little bit different than most. We get into a bit of a story. A story in which power invokes awakening. This is the story of the Medici family, a dynasty that played a very powerful role in supporting a shift in consciousness back in the Renaissance era. And it seems like they were very much involved with the dissemination of the teachings in hermetic philosophy, which is an area that I know a lot of seekers are delving into today. The teachings of hermetic philosophy are actually very closely aligned with the sort of things that we talk about on the show, but what I find most that have been spiritually awakening today has been delving into. Law of attraction, thoughts create reality, we're all one. This can all be found in the teachings of Hermetic philosophy. So if this is an area that you haven't yet dived into, you might find yourself called to upon hearing the story and hearing what Paul has to share. So why don't we jump into the conversation? This is my interview with my new good friend, Paul. Okay, so what just happened was I just joined my boy Paul on an episode of the Awaken podcast. Paul is my new good friend. And I don't use that word good lightly. Paul and I just met already really great friends. Would you agree, Paul? Oh, I would totally agree. <laughs> Paul is a really good guy, and that's why I'm really good friends with him. And I'm really well, looking forward you, to man. continue to talk to Paul. What do you say? 
I said, I'm just really looking forward to continuing to talk to Paul. <laughs> we were just talking about um, everything, everything. We talk about everything. Corporate Hermetico. So continue. anyway, um, to continue our story, we we're talking about how um, the Medici, the Medici family in Florence during the Renaissance uh, translated, um, they're translating ancient works of philosophy coming up from the Crusades. And when this book arrived, the Corpus Hermeticum, uh, which is said to be the preserved writings of Hermes Trismegistus, the most ancient philosopher of all time. And they, uh, they stopped the translation of Plato and they said, we got to get to work translating the Corpus Hermeticum because we want to find out what this guy, you know, is all about. And if you read this book and if you really study it, it's about awakening. It's about ascension. It's about initiation. It's about the, the true nature of reality, which is that reality is a mental universe and that we exist in a form of consciousness. And that's a part of the tradition, is, uh, of the hermetic tradition, is that only the people who are ever supposed to hear about it seem to hear about it. And that it's not a secret that any of us who find it are keeping. I talk about it all the time uh, with people. Um, I don't. I, I sometimes think maybe I talk about it too much, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I know that the thing is, is that the 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 message, um, or even just the name of the teaching, is only going to find people who are ready to receive it, and that's what it says in here. Is what I'm saying. Like I didn't make that up. That's what that is what literally is said in the book. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, that's that is what I've experienced. And that's what other people have experienced. That's why, you know, we, we believe that if that makes sense, but it's not that anyone is necessarily keeping this information a secret. It's right here in different books. I mean, not just this one, there's a lot of books like this one. Um, but you know, it only seems to find people when, when it's time or something. And going back to our story, it found the Medici family in Florence. And um, this was before the Renaissance kind of got kicked off in a big way. And they started to study these esoteric traditions and really understand what it was saying, which is that we are the emanators of our reality and that the universe is mental and vibration is a thing and all that kind of stuff. That, you know, the things that we're talking about now in 2020 about awakening and all this kind of stuff. And they went through that experience, that like initiatory awakening experience that that we went through um they had that same sort of thing and then um can you still hear me okay it looked like yeah. your computer was okay cool um but uh and then they started a school they basically started like a mystery school in in florence uh and then that's where a lot of the early renaissance thinkers started to gather to discuss these things that you and i are talking about philosophy and awakening and initiation and magic and ceremony and energy and all this stuff was being discussed and debated and practiced and taught. And that's where a lot of these influential thinkers started to hang out was with the Medici family in Florence. And then the Medici started to get more and more wealthy and you have more and more influence. And they began to bankroll a lot of these big projects that these artists and people wanted to do because they wanted to become more influential in the city. So they were bankrolling like Michelangelo. Um, they were helping uh, uh, Galileo, I think, at one point. They had a lot of interactions with da Vinci. 
um, different things like that. Like, uh, and the, the Medici were multiple people. It was a dynasty. It was like generations of families. You know, the original guy who started it was Cosimo Medici to a degree. He was kind of the big one, Cosimo the Great. But, uh, but you know, like there's a lot, there's a whole generation, <laughs> generations of these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were all kind of initiates of the Hermetic tradition. They were the original translators, so to speak. Um, and uh, they bankrolled a lot of the projects during the, Renaissance, <laughs> uh, during the Renaissance, like the David, for example, uh, the, and projects like that. So the reason why I brought that up uh, was because we were talking about money. You were talking about money mindset and how you have some money blockages and things like that. But these days, the more that I study Hermeticism and the more that I see like who were actually the real students of Hermetic philosophy and like what do those people actually do? They were a lot of the ones that are known in history, very influential, very wealthy people. And they use that influence and power and wealth to shape the world and, and get this message out there and keep it safe. But now I think we're in this time where the time of secrets is over and people are ready for this sort of information, which is why more and more people are listening and receiving this tradition or this information. Um, because again, no one's keeping a secret. I'm not keeping a secret <laughs> necessarily, but it's a secret, but it's a secret because only those who are ready apparently receive the information or understand. You can talk about it as much as you feel inspired to and you don't need to be concerned. Yes. And something tells me you love talking about it. I so tell us about it. hermetic philosophy then, my man. Well, you seem to know about it as well. You I read do. the Kabbalion, right? I read the Kabbalion. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, I think talking about the Kabbalion is a great place to start because a lot of people find out about Hermetic philosophy through the Kabbalion. And the Kabbalion is a life-changing book. Changed my whole world. I, <laughs> a massive initiation and a huge wake up. And that was a key part of my whole awakening was the Kabbalion. And that book is not to be taken lightly. <laughs> it's a powerful book. It's um, a really powerful book. However, However, it is not really hermetic philosophy. It mm -hmm. is inspired. It is inspired by hermetic philosophy. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a fantastic, magical, life-changing book packed with wisdom. But it's not technically a work of hermeticism, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's in the new thought category. Um, do you know, new thought is like a whole different, it's a, like, you know, Wayne, Doc, uh, Wayne Dyer, uh, yeah. or Neville Goddard. Yeah. Know, Neville Goddard. Love them both. Like it's yeah. Like that crowd of like, I've actually just started to really get into Neville Goddard. He's the man. He's another, I, uh, I'm so enjoying him. My man. I'm so enjoying him. No, he's the man. Um, new thought is, uh, amazing. It's yeah. like, but it's, it's the school of thought of like, uh, imagination creates your reality thoughts create your feeling reality your feeling the feeling is the secret and um and it's it's inspired by hermetic philosophy um does that make sense believe yourself to already be that oh yeah and all that stuff and that's it's it's magical it's powerful it's, it'll change your whole life 
Um, but um, hermetic philosophy. You are already a- everything you wish to be, brother. You're doing everything perfectly. Exactly. And that's the, that's the message of, uh, of new thought. And uh, in a sense of new, of the new thought philosophy is that the, I am that we are God, you know, I am God, I am creator. I am love. I am good enough. We are all one. That's all what we would consider like new thought philosophy. Now, repeat some of those no. things and we're just going to feel it more deeply. <laughs> Please. Cause you just, you're just summing up everything that matters most. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. It's the new thought is this idea of, uh, you know, oneness kind of like you were saying that we live in a cosmic mind of the all. And that is more hermetic philosophy. It's almost like um, new thought and the whole movement around like the law of attraction, the law of attraction and all that kind of stuff um, is really, uh, it's almost like the, okay, let's put it this way. There's the whole segment of this teaching or of this work that's dedicated to like manifestation and like how to manifest or how to use your imagination to create your reality and all that kind of stuff. That's all new thought. And then hermetic philosophy is more like, okay, why? Why Why does that work? Like, okay, so for example, like we see the, the law of attraction seems to work, right? Like that we can manifest things and so on. Why? Why? What, what else has to be true about the nature of reality so that the law of attraction is even a thing? if that makes sense <laughs> and that, that makes is the, total sense that's and that that's, is the great question of hermeticism goes deeper. It's, it's like that deeper level of like okay we see all these weird things happening we what see that can we, we can channel we see that we could channel spirits or get inspiration from the tarot cards or do ceremonial magic wow. and something works or meditate and something happens but these are all their own disciplines of like you know, meditation is its own thing. Magic is its own thing. Uh, new thought, like manifestation, that's its own thing. Hermetic philosophy is like the one that's even deeper and is like, why? Why do they all fucking work? What's actually going on here? Like, why does it work when we think about something and visualize it and feel it? What else, what else has to be true about the nature of reality? So it's getting into stuff like, you know, simulation theory, for example, of like, maybe this is all a video game. Like, maybe we're all just different, you know, it's like some sort of a cosmic fucking video game that we're all playing here. Um, And a lot of hermeticists get into physics. Um, Isaac Newton was one of the greatest uh, hermeticists of all time, or one of the most well-known hermeticists, I guess you could say. A lot of us get into physics. Um, a lot of us get into like, you know, quantum reality and shit like that. <laughs> like, you know, what's going on here? Like, what is actually happening? Does that, does that make sense? <laughs> and, uh, and hermetists think that we, we've, got, we've got some answers for the world of like, what that But they don't stop asking is. questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole art. They don't try questions. to say that this is the answer and that's the whole answer. It's there's always yeah. more to the answer yeah so that's why i love it because it's it's almost like at that foundational fundamental level of just like getting after that big question of like why 
what are we here for? What are we doing? What is the nature of the universe? What is the nature of God? Does God exist? What is God? Why? Why is this all working the way that it seems to? What else has to be true if those things are true? I guess is the question that that's asked. <laughs> if the law of attraction, so I guess that's a question for you. If the law of attraction is true, and that works 100% the way that we've all been experiencing it, what else, what else has to be true about reality if, if that's true? Okay. Mind and physical experience are intertwined. But but why? <laughs> to like, I guess a better question could be, um, who decided that? <laughs> and to what purpose? <laughs> <laughs> like yes mind and reality are intertwined like why who who came up with that idea why why <laughs> to what end <laughs> i think we can only try to deepen into answering that question but never know for certain well let's take a gander out of the corpus Hermetico. Uh, real quick, and let's just open to let, give me a page number. Give me Ooh. a page number. We'll see what Hermes has to say. 54. <laughs> huh? 54. 54. I love that. I open right to 54. Not only do I open right to 54, but this page was bookmarked. <laughs> why i only have why i only have three bookmarks in this page in this whole book tell us why paul one of them is page 54 <laughs> i'm not even surprised i'm not even surprised let's, let's see all right well let's actually see. the page that's bookmarked is the page that bookmarked is 55 but that Which draws my attention it. more to page 54. All right. It says, And shining then all round his mind, it shines through his whole soul and draws it out of body, transforming all of him to essence. For it is possible, my son, that a man's soul should be made like to God, even when it is still in a body, if it does contemplate the beauty of the good. Made like to God, what dost thou mean, Father? And then Hermes says, Of every soul apart are transformations, son. What meanest thou apart? Didst thou not see in the general sermons, hear, from, hear that from one soul, the all soul, come all these souls which are made to revolve, uh, revolve in all the cosmos as though divided off. Of these souls then, it is just that there are many changes, some to a happier lot and some to just the contrary of this. Thus, some that were creeping things change into things that in the water dwell. The souls of water things change to earth dwellers. Those that live on earth change into things with wings and souls that live in the air change into men. While human souls reach the first step of deathlessness and change into the demons. 
And so they circle to the choir of the inerrant gods. For of the gods, there are two choirs, the one inerrant and the other errant. And this is the most perfect glory of the soul. Thanks for listening. Um, no, I Thank really love that Thank you for sharing book. that, my man. Thanks for listening. Um, it's a powerful book. It's I've never heard anything like that before. Of glory. It's the greatest book ever. So, going back How to How many times history, have you read it? I'm still reading it for the first time. <laughs> I'm still working through it. It's a Yeah, you got to take your time. It's a fucking trip. You got to take it's your time. It's a trip. There's a lot of it. So, I guess what I'm saying is just to round this off and then I'll end my this rant that you've allowed me to go on. Uh, no, you're not. Um, the the uh, That's the hermetic philosophy. Like if we're talking about like what's hermetic philosophy, we're talking about the Corpus Hermeticum, which is that book that I just read out of and uh, the Emerald Tablet, which is like this preserved stone basically that has the saying, you know, as above, so below. That's where that comes from. It's from the Emerald Tablet. Um, and then a few other writings that we have from, you know, allegedly attributed to Hermes in some way. And that's really it. So like the Kabbalion is a great example of like, you know, inspired by Hermetic philosophy and it gives its credit, you know, it gives, Hermetic, it gives credit to Hermetic philosophy. But like the ideas in the in the Kabbalion are almost like a an extension, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know, or like more of an application. By. I guess more of like here's how this actually should make sense in your life. You know, mm -hmm. here's how it applies to your life. <laughs> it's a good uh, segue into Hermetic philosophy. Perhaps the best it's for uh, introduction. Yeah, it's a very deep rabbit hole, and it leads you to other ones. And some of those other ones might not be uh, the best. So just listen to your intuition and just feel it out. You know, Probably. like don't get into any crazy shit and just trust yourself and just know that like, um, you're always you safe. Know. You're always good. Yeah. And just take your time. Don't rush into anything. Just read. Like I heard a, as a, <laughs> I'm reading a book right now. And one of the, in the introduction of the book, the author said, uh, said as the alchemists say it's like i'm quoting three different people because i'm quoting an author who quoted someone else but he <laughs> said uh read 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 again think pray so that you may understand so that's the advice i would give to anyone listening <laughs> that's pretty good advice Paul. i dare say but um, no i mean but just to round us back to our story so the Medici, found, the Medici found the Hermetic Corpus and then um, they basically kind of used that as their inspiration for a lot of what they did afterwards and they preserved it. But then it kind of fell away because what was found out was that the documents that are in the Hermetic Corpus um, are not from Egypt because that was how they were introduced was that Hermes Trismegistus was the, this ancient philosopher of Egypt and that he was this you know the contemporary of Abraham and Moses and all this kind of stuff and that these were the last surviving texts like these were like literally from you know 10,000 years ago or something like that and then they did a lot of dating on them and they did a lot of research and some very credible people basically took a look at the the works and they dated it actually to Rome and that it's actually late Roman it's like from like you know kind of towards the end of the Roman Empire, 
is when it was written because that's the, the language of it. You know, the language it was written in is the language of that time. <laughs> and it's, it's just, you know, just kind of became clear as they, re, as they learned more about the, the language, basically, that, hey, this is actually not at all from Egypt. This is actually way more recent. Um, so then a lot of people started to not really like buy into it so much because they thought like, oh, it's a, you know, we had it wrong. You know, like we, we were mistaken about this Hermes Trismegistus guy, basically. Um, that's, and then it kind of fell more into the shadows, into the, you know, into the underground in a sense. But the thing that the Hermeticists understood is that like what the book itself is saying is that the universe is mental and that the infinite cosmos is happening at all times simultaneously and that in a sense like what era time was this in time wise uh, uh, year wise what kind of era was this in year wise are you talking about the year when it was written or when, when they it were was... translating him that the the late renaissance the mystery well, school the renaissance huh and when they, they kind of put together the mystery school and they were backing up all these influential people. Yeah, that was the Renaissance. So what that was what are we looking at? Let me pull that up. I don't remember off the top of my head, like what is the Renaissance official start date? Because I think it does have one. Um, 1300 is credited as the start of the Renaissance. So the mm. Renaissance, I think, is usually like, you know, 1300 until like, um you know maybe the mid of 1600s or so like a 300 to 400 year period i, I think mm. off the top of my head something like that um but yeah around 1300 so it's like the late middle ages it's the period that came like right after the knights and all of that kind of stuff and the you know right when we were getting out of the middle ages basically okay and what about in terms of how far they've been able to date back the the works of hermes um, basically, the Hermetic Corpus, which again has kind of been the most influential one, um, that's the late Rome, is what they're saying. But that's not to say that Hermes existed during the time of late Rome. It's more to say that the character of Hermes is something that maybe is not necessarily a human figure, but more so a sort of entity or a sort of figure or a sort of um manly hall talks about it and says that it's almost more of a ritual figure like the figure of hermes is someone you know that is that is uh during some sort of a ceremony of a certain sort a certain person begins to channel the spirit of hermes in a sense and whenever there are these hermetic writings that are attributed to hermes it's attributed to whatever comes out of that that ceremony does that make sense yeah so like could have very well been that's, channeling that's kind of been the the understanding that hermeticists have under have developed is that the character of hermes trismegistus might have not may been have may, well may have may have been incarnate may have there's no way we can existed, know may have existed as a physical person but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because that force is the force of wisdom and gnosis and what they're saying is basically that you have this internal conversation with the divine that is happening at all times and so forth you know so like it's uh it's almost doesn't matter 
when Hermes existed. He could have existed, you know, in the 1900s for all Hermeticists care. It's the information in question that is so important. <laughs> that's what we put value on. But that's what happened is the world, the average person um, who was getting into this sort of stuff found out that like, oh, Hermes, you know, didn't actually exist when they thought he did. You know, they, we had the history wrong. And then it kind of was like, oh, you know, this is nonsense. Lost interest. But it's because they never actually understood what the text was actually saying. <laughs> why are we putting, why is the figure or the physical manifestation the way in which the, the information is passed and channeled and shared? Why, why is that our area of focus and not on the actual information and knowing? Because that's truly what it's in essence. It's an oral tradition. That's really what hermetic tradition is. It's an oral mm -hmm. tradition. And from my perspective, that's kind of one of the big takeaways I've had from studying the hermetic corpus is that essentially what is being documented is a conversation about the nature of reality and the nature mm -hmm. of the divine, implying that perhaps that is what we are meant to do, <laughs> which you and I are doing right now. And that I feel is the practice of hermetic philosophy is discussing together, contemplating the nature of reality and sharing our different, you know, questions and views and things we've learned. Uh, so I feel like that's what we've done here. So thank you. <laughs> it's such an enjoyable thing to do. And, um, it's to wrap made... this up with the, this is what I've got going on over here. <laughs> a beagle Dalmatian. A beagle mason. A beagle mason. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for uh, interviewing me on oh, this topic. The honor. I like talking a lot, man. The honor was mine, my friend. I'm. Let me let me give you try to give you the thank you that you deserve, but I don't think there's any <laughs> way I can really put it towards. I am grateful for the connection. Most truly, I'm grateful for the opportunity to experience meeting you, hearing from you, experiencing this divine expression of beingness that emanates through you. So I want you to know that Likewise, man. I, I personally enjoyed I that. I personally <laughs> enjoyed that. And to uh, know that in some way it can perhaps be of benefit to someone else or invoke any sense of joyous, pleasant, curious feelings or sense in anyone else. I'm glad to know that we came together to, to share this conversation for a podcast episode. Me too, man. You, and um, Yeah. If you want, um, just send me the the recording like the mp3 or mp4 file and i'll post this on my podcast feed too so that way my listeners can get this can find out about your show and i can help you out you. and i feel like this is a really good you know uh podcast episode like we That's you solid. know i've been honestly meaning to do an episode about hermetic philosophy lately so well, this, this is not going to be the last time that I have you on the show. Like, it's going to be Likewise, very far from the one, last um, time. Thank you, man. We'll do. You, I'll have you on my show too sometime. It'll be fun. 
Bro, if it involves talking to you, I want to do it. Thank you, man. Likewise. Brother, so much love and appreciation for you. I can't wait to just learn more about you and what you got going on because everything I'm seeing, everything that you've shared with me so far has been absolutely incredible. Well, likewise, man. I think that you're doing big things yourself. You've got a lot going on. Anyone who's kind of on this wavelength right now you know, is going big places. And a big spider just crawled over me, as I was saying. So I think (laughs) there's a perfect way to sum this all up. This is a very important question. Can you read us what's on your shirt? Oh, yeah. It says, my phone feeds kids. Does yours? Uh, This is a a story behind this shirt. Now you got to tell the story. One of my friends, one of my best friends, uh, Luke Roberts, he started a he started a nonprofit called My Phone Feeds Kids, where you can uh, donate, basically sign up over your phone to do a monthly donation to the Maryland Food Bank, and then they donate money to food they donate money to uh, food shelters in Baltimore. And the whole concept was when you signed up for your first donation, you got this shirt. You know, you got mailed the shirt, and then you wear it around. And then whenever anyone says, hey, tell me about the story or your shirt, because it kind of is an interesting question, then you get to talk about the nonprofit and say, hey, go download My Phone Feeds Kids and you can donate to the Maryland Food Bank. I don't know if he's currently running it, honestly, because I know he's doing a lot of other stuff with nonprofits. And I think he's currently working on um, a new project for raising money for nonprofits. But I think my phone feeds kids still exists on the app on the app store. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can get the shirts anymore though. The fact that I asked that question that it led to that story tells me on a podcast, on a <laughs> podcast episode says there's something there. So whatever it is, I'm so certain based on everything I've heard, it's going to be a positive thing. So I we're hope so. Hear, folks, yeah, go sign up at My Phone Feeds Kids. Donate to listeners the are hearing this as well. Check it out. I didn't even think. Twice. I didn't even need to. This is just one of my favorite shirts. It's super comfortable. I didn't the even think about is, it. I barely saw it. I just saw a glance and I noticed there was words and I just... Tell me what's on that shirt. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, this episode that. is brought to you. This conversation brought to you by the Maryland Food Bank. Sign up if, at my phone. Please if please. it's still going, <laughs> I'm, I'm just really hoping that it leads to some contributions coming their way. This whole unfolding. I would be so happy. So I'm going to say my- I invite us all, senders, to, to contribute to this charity that is providing a positive contribution to our world paul tell them again what's the name oh yeah go check out my phone feeds kids on the app store it's an app and you can you should be able to sign up through monthly donations um and uh yeah it donates to the maryland food bank i think like i said i think it's a nonprofit. my friend is still running i honestly haven't checked up to see like if he's still because it was like a campaign he was doing Mm -hmm. um but regardless if the for some reason the app doesn't work go donate to the Maryland Food Bank. You can find them on Google. Perfect. And the money would be going to the same place either Perfect. way. So Maryland, Maryland Food Bank is the nonprofit. Paul, so much good came from this conversation with you. Much love, man. Much love, brother. And oneness. Thank you again. And okay. to the Sanders tribe and family, thank you for listening in.
I Much love, man. Um, keep <laughs> this ending. <laughs> Senders, that is going to be all for my conversation with Paul and this episode of Awaken. And put it out there one more time because I love that this came up and I'm really hoping to hear and find out that some more good came from this. My phone feeds kids. Is yours? Give them a search on either Google or the App Store. Um, though I did personally try this myself and had a little bit of trouble. I'm not sure if that's because they're not operating or if it was just on my end. So I would give that a shot. Um, again, it's My Phone Feeds Kids. Though, like uh, Paul did mention towards the end there, if you um, if you just search up the Maryland Food Bank, you can always provide a contribution straight to them. So again, I would absolutely love to find out that a, uh, a contribution came from this. Um, please do consider it. That's the uh, that's My Phone Feeds Kids or the Maryland Food Bank. Senders, I want to thank you. I hope you um, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this this rabbit hole of contemplating the nature of reality, as I know many of us have been diving into, can be a never-ending one. That's what it is. It certainly is a never-ending one. But it can be an exciting one. So if this inspired you to move into studying hermetic philosophy or anything of the sort, um, I suggest that you, you hear, listen to that call and move in and find out how deep this rabbit hole really goes. Senders, thank you for your ongoing support and love. Um, if you'd like to show a little bit more support, one last thing I'll put out there is if you head on over to iTunes and give us an honest review, this would really help us out. You can do that at togetherwithascend.com forward slash iTunes. Once again, Senders, I want to thank you. That's going to be all for this episode of Awaken. Until next time, keep ascending.